Good morning, my people of God. This is Apostle Shirley Evans this morning, bringing you a message in song and word from the Holy Spirit. It's 9.24 a.m. We just bless God for the day. Pray that all of you are doing very well. The message this morning is called Adoration. And adoration means reverential praise and admiration. Reverential praise and admiration should be given properly to God. And the song he's given me is Jesus, my Lord, my God, my all. Jesus, my Lord my god my all hear me bless savior when i call hear me and from thy dwelling place pour down the riches of thy grace jesus my lord I thee adore, oh, make me love thee more and more. Cheese you too late, I thee have sought, how can I love thee as I ought? And how extol thy matchless fame, the glorious beauty of thy name. Jesus, my Lord, I thee adore. Oh, make me love thee more and more Jesus, you what didst thou find in me that thou hast dealt so lovingly how great the joy that thou hast brought so far exceeding hope or thought Jesus, my Lord, I thee adore. Oh, make me love thee more and more. Jesus, of thee shall be my song to thee, my heart and soul belong. All that I have or am is thine, and thou blessed Saviour, thou art mine. Jesus, my Lord, I thee adore, oh, make me love thee more and more father we just thank you that you called us to love you more 
and more. And so we just love you today. Thank you for a voice. Thank you for a sound mind. Thank you that we can still praise you. And so the word of God declares in Isaiah chapter 6, verse 1 to 5, it says, In the year that King Uzziah died, I saw also the Lord sitting upon a throne, high and lifted up, and his train filled the temple. Above it stood the seraphims. Each one had six wings. With twain he covered his face, and with twain he covered his feet, and with twain he did fly. And one cried unto another and said, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. And the posts of the door moved at the voice of him that cried, and the house was filled with smoke. Then said I, Woe is me, for I am undone, because I am a man of unclean lips, and I dwell in the midst of a people of unclean lips. For mine eyes have seen the King, the Lord of hosts. So, that is Isaiah, and something else was about to take place in the year that King Uzziah died, he saw the Lord. There was a king whose name was Uzziah. He was 16 years old when he became king. He did what was right in the sight of God. And as long as he sought the Lord, God gave him success. But when he became powerful, his pride led him to his downfall, and he became unfaithful to the Lord and went into the temple to burn incense on the altar of incense. Azariah, the priest, with 80 other priests, confronted him and told him, it is not right for you to burn incense to the Lord. That is for the priests. They told him to leave the sanctuary but he became angry in a rage. So while he was raging at the priests in the Lord's temple, leprosy broke out on his forehead. The Lord afflicted him. Pride took him over and the Lord afflicted him. He died a leper. Isaiah's vision was his commission to be God's messenger to his people. Isaiah was given a difficult mission. He had to tell people who believed they were blessed by God that instead God was grieved and was going to bring and was going to bring destruction on them because of their disobedience. His lofty view of God gives us a sense of God's greatness, mystery, and power. Isaiah's example of encouraging his sinfulness before God encourages us to confess our sin. His picture of forgiveness reminds us that we too are forgiven. When we recognize how great our God is, how sinful we are, and the extent of God's forgiveness, we receive power to do his work. 
at the time when moral and spiritual decay had peaked, it was important for Isaiah to see God in his holiness. Holiness means morally perfect, pure, and set apart from all sin. We also need to discover God's holiness. Our daily frustrations, society's pressures, and our shortcomings reduce and narrow our view of God. We need the Bible's view of God as high and lifted up to empower us to deal with our problems and concerns. God's moral perfection, properly seen, will purify us from sin, cleanse our minds from our problems, and enable us to worship and to serve. Seeing the Lord and listening to the praise of the angels, Isaiah realized that he was unclean before God, with no hope of measuring up to God's standard of holiness. When Isaiah's lips were touched with a live coal, however, he was told that his sins were forgiven. It wasn't a coal that cleansed him, but God. In response, Isaiah submitted himself to God's service. No matter how difficult his task would be, he said, Here am I, send me. The painful process was necessary before Isaiah could fulfill the task to which God was calling him. Before we accept God's call to speak for him to those around us, we must be cleansed as Isaiah. He had to be cleansed, confessing our sins and submitting to God's control. We have to submit to God's control. Letting God purify us may be painful, but we must be purified so that we can truly represent God who is pure and holy. Adoration. Adoration must be taught. Psalm 95 declares, Psalm 95 says, I'll find it. Psalm 95 says, Oh, come, let us sing unto the Lord. Let us make a joyful noise to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving and make a joyful noise unto him with psalms. For the Lord is a great God and a great King above all gods. In his hand are the deep places of the earth. The strength of the hills is his also. The sea is his and he made it and his hands formed the dry land. Oh, come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord our Maker. For he is our God, and we are the people of his pasture and the sheep of his hand. Today, if ye will hear his voice, harden not your heart, as in the provocation and as in the day of temptation in the wilderness. When your fathers tempted me, proved me, and saw my work, forty years long was I grieved with this generation and said, it is a people that do err in their heart, and they have not known my ways, unto whom I swear in my wrath 
that they should not enter into my rest and so forth a hardened heart is as useless as a hardened lump of clay nothing can restore it and make it useful the psalmist warns against hardening our hearts as israel did in the desert by continuing to murmur and resist god's will they were so convinced that god couldn't deliver them that they simply lost their faith in him when someone's heart becomes hardened that person is so stubborn set in his ways that he or she cannot turn to god this does not happen all the time and it does not happen all at once it is the result of choices to disregard god's will if you resist god long enough god may toss you aside like hardened bread useless and worthless they complained to moses that they had no water what keeps us from god's ultimate blessings we need to enter into his rest what keeps us from getting the ultimate blessing is an ungrateful heart not worshiping or submitting to god hardening our hearts testing god because of stubborn stubborn doubts in the book of hebrews chapter 4 verse 5 to 11 we are warned not to harden our hearts but to reject the glamour of sin and anything else that would lead us away from god psalm 100 reads as follows make a joyful noise unto the lord all ye lands serve the lord with gladness come before his presence with singing know ye that the lord he is god it is he that made us and not we ourselves we are his people and the sheep of his pasture enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise be thankful unto him and bless his name for the lord is good his mercy is everlasting and his truth endureth to all generations god is our creator we did not create ourselves many people live as though they are the creator and center of their own little world this mindset leads to a greatly possessiveness and if everything should be taken away a loss of hope itself but when we realize that god created us and gives us all we have we will want to give to others as god gave to us then if all is lost we still have god and all he gives us god alone is worthy of being worshiped what is your attitude toward worship do you willingly and joyfully come into god's presence or are you just going through the motions reluctantly going to church this psalm tells us to remember god's goodness and dependability and then to worship 
with thanksgiving and praise. Adoration is also proclaimed. In Revelation chapter 8, verse 11, and I'll read it to you. Revelation, Revelation chapter 8. Revelation chapter 4, verse 8 to 11. And the four beasts had each of them six wings about him, and they were full of eyes within, and they rest not day and night, saying, Holy, 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 Lord God Almighty, which was and is and is to come. And when those beasts give glory and honor and thanks to him that sat on the throne, who liveth forever and ever, the four and twenty elders fall down before him, that sat on the throne, and worship him that liveth forever and ever, and cast their crowns before the throne. Thou art worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power, for thou hast created all things, and for thy pleasure they are and were created. And so, rest is a physical necessity of earthly life. But in heaven, it is unnecessary. There is constant worship, day and night. Holy, holy recalls the similar heavenly scene in Isaiah chapter 6, verse 1 to 10. The word was and is and is to come speaks of the eternal nature of God, past, present, and future. The elders cast their crowns before the throne, symbolizing the willing surrender of their authority in light of the worship, the worthiness of God as creator. Because no one but God can create. He alone should be worshiped and recognized as sovereign. Adoration rendered properly to Christ in God. Matthew chapter 2, verse 1 and 11. Matthew chapter 2, verse 1 and 11 declares. Now when Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, in the days of Herod the king, behold, there came wise men from the east to Jerusalem. Verse 11. And when they were come into the house, they saw the young child with Mary's mother and fell down and worshipped him. And when they had opened their treasures, they presented unto him gifts, gold and frankincense and myrrh. And so therefore, there they were, adoring Christ properly. The wise men, when they finally found Jesus, they responded with joy, worship, and gifts. This is so different from the approach people often take today. We expect God to come looking for us to explain himself, to prove who he is, and give us gifts. 
But those who are wise still seek and worship Jesus today, not for what they can get, but for what he is. The wise men brought gifts and worshiped. And the Bible doesn't say it was three wise men. It just said a wise man. They brought gifts and they worshiped. They worshiped Jesus for who he was and who he is. This is the essence of true worship, honoring Christ for who he is and being willing to give him what is valuable to you. Whatever is valuable to you, that's what we should give him. Worship because he is the perfect, just, and almighty creator of the universe. Worthy of the best you have and worthy of the best that you will give. The leper worshipped him. The ruler worshipped him. The disciples worshipped him. The Syrophoenician woman, she worshipped him. That's humility. The mother of James and John who was going to ask Jesus to sit, if they can, when he comes in his kingdom, if he can put one at the right hand and one at the left, well, that was not Jesus to give. But she knelt in humility. The blind man worshiped him. Every creature will worship him. And so let us continue to worship and adore him always. Jesus, you, my Lord, I thee adore. Oh, make me love thee more and more. And so let us continue to love him more and more. Oh, make me love you more and more. Let us daily give him adoration and praise. Father, we just thank you for your word. May it be a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our pathway. We ask you to stir up the anointing in us to praise you in spirit and in truth and in the very beauty of holiness. I love you. I love you. I love you, Lord, today. Because you cared for me in such a special way. That's why I praise you. I lift you up and I magnify your name. That's why my heart is filled with praise. My heart, my mind, my soul belongs to you. You pay the price for me. Way back on Calvary. That's why I praise you. I lift you up and I magnify your name. That's why my heart is filled with praise. And so God bless you today. I pray that his mercy and grace overshadow you. 
and may you continue to be safe. Amen and amen, and I love you.